Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the Proverbs for Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Adam Peake. We're every Saturday or almost every Saturday. Uh, finding out summertime can be a little bit more difficult. I go through a chapter of Proverbs and talk about what does this mean for us in the business world and really in society at large as well. Uh, so last Saturday, uh, I was up camping uh, with my son and his friend and my friend, and we had a blast. I had not gone like sleeping in a tent backpack camping, I think maybe ever potentially, uh, but it was great to be away from uh, any kind of cell phone connections. We did, I caught a fish like a, like a man. I don't know. It was crazy, uh, but it was a ton of fun. Um, and uh, I'm excited to get into Proverbs chapter one. Uh, last month was interesting because I learned that July and April have the same dates on Saturdays. So uh, anyway, if you want to listen to, uh, let's see, I think that would have been the 25th. Uh, so April 25th, I cover Proverbs chapter 25. Uh, today, we're going to get into Proverbs chapter one. Uh, this is obviously the first, uh, so it sets the stage for the rest of Proverbs. Uh, and I think it's important to, to see Again, just the emphasis that Solomon and the rest of the authors, uh, this one is a proverb of Solomon. Uh, there are different authors who write some, a few other kings, but by and large, it's Solomon. Uh, the emphasis that he places on wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. Uh, so this is a pattern that repeats over and over and over again. Wisdom, understanding, discernment, knowledge, insight. These words are used often. And what's funny is as he repeats them over and over and over again, I think, man, we, we are missing a lot of this in our uh, civic discourse and politics. Uh, there's not a ton of discernment. We are quick to speak. We are quick to share. Uh, and we are not quick to discern and to look at, you know, things like sources and, uh, you know, things like that to understand, like, why would somebody be talking about that? So I think the Proverbs is always a timely book, and I think it is incredibly timely for us uh, right now. So we see Proverbs uh, 1. We know this is the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, in case you are curious who the author is. Uh, this would be important because they are giving credit to a, an actual person who is actually alive, um, and you know definitively who is writing it. So that can be really helpful. Um, that doesn't always happen. For example, the book of Hebrews, we don't know. We speculate, and there's some fun speculation around it, but it, it's, not, it's not explicit. And so uh, we're just left to speculate, and that's fine. Uh, to know wisdom and instruction to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles, 
And then we get to verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this sets up all of Proverbs. This is who it's being written to and the reason for its writing. And if you hear those words and you're like me, I think, man, not just in, in our civic discourse, but in our, in our workplaces, in our businesses, um, you know, understanding that we ought to be pursuing things like knowledge, right? We, it says that fools despise wisdom and instruction. Are we seeking that out? We should be. We should be trying to figure out what is wisdom. Uh, we should be seeking out good, positive instruction from people who, who we respect and then people who are different than us as well. And seeking them out and saying, hey, am I, can you check my blind spots here? Uh, fools don't do that. They just keep plodding along thinking that ultimately it's, a, it's the sin of pride and they're thinking like, I'm basically God and everything that I believe is true. We know that's false. Um, I want to hone in on something because this is, a, this is something that is, is very prevalent for us today. And I hear it a lot and I've addressed it here before, but I want to address it again because it keeps coming up. So there is this notion uh, within uh, largely Christian circles that you should not focus on justice, but you should focus on the gospel, right? I've heard this before. Like, stop focusing on justice, focus on the gospel, which is the good news. And it's just completely wrong. And there's no other way of putting it. So uh, I've been I've been doing this this reading thing with uh, with my wife every morning for an hour. We read the Bible, and we have a book that we read, and we journal, and we pray. And I will tell you, having been now, you know, 60 straight days and 60 hours plus, I will tell you that the topic of justice in the Bible is all over the place. I've read in, uh, you know, in the major prophets. I've read in the books of wisdom, like Proverbs. I've read through every one of the Gospels. I've and this topic of justice is all over them. I don't have time to do it. But uh, you see it here. To receive instructions in wise dealings. So how do you be righteous? How do you engage in justice and, and equity? How do, we, how do we provide equity? This is the heart of Proverbs. This is the heart of Solomon. And so for us to say that, that this is not, that, that we have to choose one or the other, is completely wrong. They are interlocked. They are interconnected uh, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and then even today. We see this down in verse 11. Uh, so 10, uh, verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they, sinners say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. So ambushing innocent people without any cause or any reason is sinful. We should be against that. It is just and equitable and righteous to say we're against that. We don't want to see ambushing of people without reason. In verse, And he says, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. Verse 19, such are the ways of Everyone who is greedy for unjust gain, it takes away the life of its possessors. So justice isn't, you know, it, it's, it's both justice as it's being discussed when it comes to 
issues of social justice and inequality and racism. It is good and right and beautiful to talk about these things, to understand them, to gain wisdom, to gain knowledge, to gain understanding in these areas. And this then bleeds into, in large part, it bleeds into the work environment when we see things like verse 19, that it is unjust to be greedy for things that you have not gained. So this idea of greed, corporate greed, is in fact something that Christians, we should fight against because it is an issue of justice. Jesus calls justice a weighty matter of the law when he's talking to the Pharisees. And he's condemning them for that. He's saying, listen, you are concerned with small things of the law, tithing and uh, you know, tithing of dill and mint and cumin, but you ignore the weightier matters of the law. Uh, love, justice, and mercy, I believe is what the passage is. So, so when we are engaging in these things, whether it's in our civic, whether it's on social media, or whether it's in the work environment, we ought to be concerned about finding justice. So it is Christianly to say, I think if a man and a woman are doing the exact same job and they are outputting the same kind of output, that they should be paid equivalent. That's, that, that is a Christianly thing to stand for. Because to not stand for that is in fact sinful. We're ambushing the innocent without any kind of reason. So, so this is a great thing to fight for. And then in the second half, we see what is happening with wisdom. So we see it all set up. And then in the second half of, uh, of chapter one, we see what happens when we are not gonna do that. So we, we get the consequences. So we see what we're supposed to do, and then we see the consequences of not doing that. And then finally, it ends with hope. So the consequences of not pursuing wisdom, instruction, in righteousness, justice, and equity is that wisdom is gonna be crying aloud in the streets, crying aloud in the, in the streets. And there's little bits of hope in here. So like in verse 23, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. And by the way, this is not a call to individuals as is often a, a, another kind of Western uh, Christian response to the ideas of, of communal justice. This is a communal call to community repentance right here. If you, he says, how long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight? If you turn at my reproof, I will pour out my spirit to you. This is a community uh, call of an expression. He says, but I've called and you refuse to listen. I've stretched out my hand. This is in verse 24. And no one has heeded because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but I will not, but will not find me. This again is not dealing with individuals. This is dealing with, uh, with, with nations, with communities, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So that's the bad news, right? And that's really bad. Now, why would we get there? It's not because of the things that everybody thinks that we would get there. Why would we get there? Because we ignore weighty matters of the law, righteousness, justice, and equity, that we allow innocent people to be, uh, to be uh, ambushed without, 
reason that we allow for greed and unjust gain to rule. This is Proverbs chapter 1. And so we cannot read the second half without the first half and knowing who is God you know, talking about in this passage. And he says, they, uh, then they will call, or I'm sorry, and then it goes down to verse 33, and this is where we have hope. It says, but whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. And so it's, I was having a conversation with somebody uh, this past week, uh, a good friend of mine, and, and I just said, you know, as, as, as a Christian, I cannot afford to be duplicitous in how I handle myself. It's actually against the Ten Commandments. And so when I'm at work, I need to be fully Christianly. I need to be fully, I need to be an ambassador for Christ as though God is making uh, his appeal through me. That's how I have to carry myself. In, in the Ten Commandments, when it says, do not carry the Lord your God's name in vain, there's a great book uh, that I read um, by, oh, I'd have to look it up. Um, it's uh, why, uh, why Sinai Still Matters. And it talks about this very idea that even this, this commandment that we think just means like don't swear, don't take the Lord your God's name in vain, it's actually really important. It covers over everything. It's like you have to represent God well. If you are, if, if you are on social media, you have to represent God well. If, you are on, uh, if you're in the workplace, you need to represent. If you, if you are a Christian, you need to act Christianly. You need to not be greedy. You need to fight for righteousness. You need to fight for justice. You need to fight for equity. This is a Christianly thing for us to do. When you see people being mistreated and bullied, when you see managers who are yelling and screaming and, and demeaning people, you need to be the one who stands up and says, this isn't going to work, not today, right? I am going to stand up and I'm going to fight against this. Because it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and that fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so when we fear the Lord, we carry that with us we gain knowledge. We learn with grace. We learn to empathize. This is who we are. This is who Solomon is saying. Like this is what this is what this whole book of wisdom is about. It's about being about this life. And when we are not, when we neglect that, God does not look upon that great, right? God is saying here. Hey, you hated knowledge. You did not choose the fear of the Lord. You did not choose to fight for the things that I wanted to fight for. And so now when you start calling out and demanding that I do things, that's not how this works. Because that makes us God and him be responsible uh, to, to responding to our things and, and our, our calls, uh, as it were. So um, my encouragement to you this week, if you are a Christian, then carry yourself as a Christian. Remind yourself not only who you are, but whose you are, and carry yourself well. And when you see inequalities, it is not it is not anti-gospel or anti-Bible to fight for righteousness, justice, and equity. It is, in fact, anti-gospel to turn a blind eye to those things and to stand on the sidelines and say, "No, oh, I'm good. I just I don't want to I don't want to mess up the status quo." That's that's not the Christianly response. And so look for those and be willing to stand up for the downtrodden and, and you know, the people who are being oppressed. And don't be, don't be lied to and misguided that that is somehow uh, a, a, an unchristian thing to do. So walk in that way. Walk in a Christian way uh, as you go about your business, 
uh, at work and not at work. And we will be back next week on Saturday. And if my calendar is correct, we'll be talking through Proverbs chapter 8. So this has been another episode of the Proverbs for Professionals podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.